Initiative podcast. This is mini issue number ten. It's uh, me and just Matt this week, just sitting here behind the uh, microphone. Matt? Yeah, yes, it is. Because uh, I'm still weeks after the fact, still recovering from Gen Con, the joys of Con Crud, and the gaming explosion that is now my house. So, yes, yeah, so just as you were breaking up a cat fight in the background before. Yes, p- part of the chaos. Yes, the animals are turning on each other, but. All is well. We got a nice little mini issue here, and we're going to talk about a topic that uh, I think a lot of players sometimes will run into when, especially if you end up inadvertently running a Monty Hall campaign, and just how much treasure is particularly gold is too much. Sometimes you write these modules and you run a game and you I'm talking about you, the DM, and you just start giving out gold and you start giving out gold. And then you kind of notice that your players are hoarding this gold because they don't normally get gold. And you're just like, wait a minute, this person has 5,000 gold. This person has this. This person has that. So you're like thinking to yourself, crap. So the topic of how much gold is too much gold and what the end results of this gold could mean to you and for your campaign. So obviously too much gold obviously can ruin the economy of your game. Okay, fine. Too much gold also if you're playing with gold for XP rule kind of screws up the experience points that you're giving because for the game, one gold equals one XP. So how can you recover from that as well? Right. So I know in my games personally, when it comes to gold, I know my players love to get gold. So I will give them a decent amount of gold, but I also will, for experience-wise, I will do every five gold pieces equals one experience point. And then I'm upfront about this right away. So it's not like they're, it's a surprise to them. They're like, oh, thinking I get, you know, 10,000 gold. I'm going to get 10,000 experience points. New, 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 new. <laughs> I tell them upfront, you know, every five gold is going to be one gold. And they're like, oh, okay, that's cool. As long as they know upfront. Right. What are you doing in your game? Man? Well, I usually will do the one for one, but Usually, like with my games, like in my Ravenloft campaign, I was handing out gold like it was uh, like out of a candy dish, basically. Because one, (laughs) in Ravenloft, gold isn't necessarily the most valuable resource. So, yeah, you have all this gold, but how are you spending it, really? And in the domain of dread, you're not. So it did. It didn't really hurt that, but it also served a way for me to level up the characters quicker because we started at level zero and I was building them up to play Castle Ravenloft. So I kind of used gold as a way to actually level the players faster. Uh, But what you'll find is when you give out a lot of gold, one, they don't they no longer sweat like the little gear and stuff, which whatever, because really is. Oh, counting torches and rationing supplies like that. Is that really that much fun? But no. it's not. So it, it solves that problem. But it also, you now have to motivate your players differently. No longer is just, hey, you get more stuff, a motivating factor in, to adventure. 
because they have all if once you hit twenty thirty thousand gold, I mean really you're not going to be able to spend it unless you're buying giant big giant magical items and things of that nature, at which point if you're you have yield magical item shop where you can drop twenty grand in a day, there's mm. other things going on in your campaign, <laughs> so yeah, you lose do lose a motivating factor because no longer is hey, will you go and fight these goblins for like a hundred gold coins? doesn't motivate your characters anymore it needs bigger world changing stuff so that's the one thing that can happen when you lose when you give out too much gold is you have to figure out different ways to motivate your characters because unless you really have greedy characters are just like oh more gold sure right well yes yes if you're playing with a bunch of scrooge mcducks who want to have a giant money bin then yeah absolutely but is gold and D&D serves two purpose. It's a motivating factor for the players, and it's also a way to reward them for a job well done. And by overusing it, you lose both of those, so you have to figure out ways to reward them. Now, you're instead of giving out gold to make your characters care about loot, it needs to be magic items. It It's almost, in a way, kind of leads to power creep. Yeah. But one thing I wanted to talk about is the goal for XP. Now, when it speaks about it in the, uh, I think, the Dungeon Master's Guide about goal for XP, it does say that it has to be in a secure location to count as XP. It doesn't really explain how this secured location is. Is this secured location a base of operations? Is this secured location on a person at the end of the day? It really doesn't go into detail on what happens when you get that gold and you spend it. Do you not get the XP at the end of the session? how would you handle that my thought with that is one i think it's there so that way you just don't find like twenty thousand gold or copper or whatever um and just leave it in the dungeon and not deal with it the reason they make you get it back to base is by getting it back to base you kind of earned it because when you're dealing with these giant hordes of coinage to make the experience actually matter you're going to be dealing with encumbrance and the yeah. bulk of transporting all of this. So, I so think that- okay. So by your standard here, by saying that you're saying that, are you're in the dungeon, you find all this gold, you grab the gold, but if the session ends and you're say your DMs, most DMs give experience out after the session is done, you would not get that gold for XP, that XP for that gold until the actual gold is secure in a safe location. Right. So either your base of operations, a bank, how, or however you choose to uh, have the economy. But I would assume there would be a place that the players are ocu- are working out of, and that's where the gold needs to be to get the experience. It's just like if you have a magic item. You do not get the experience points for that if you keep and use it. You get it when you sell it. Same Same concept. You get experience for the gold, not for ha- just merely having it and carrying it around, but when you actually deposit it in your in yield bank. So you get the experience points. Okay, so let's go back to the magical item for a minute. So you get the experience points for not keeping it, but for selling it. You're saying so they get so they set a magic sword plus three. They sell it and they get yada yada experience for it and yada yada gold. Now do they get? Since they accumulated that gold, do they now get the experience for that gold as well? Can would, Is that considered double dipping, or is that fair within the rules? I would say no, because otherwise you could get weird commerce items. It's like, say your PCs decided to be like a farmer. <laughs> they decided, made a little farm, and all they did all game was grow some carrots, sell the carrots at market. 
repeat, rinse and repeat for a year, would you sure. let them level up as an adventurer just by selling a bunch of carrots? No, obviously not. Exactly. So I see that is why you get you get the experience for selling the item, not the gold you get from selling the item. Just basically run, running ye old uh, pawn shop or ye old eBay, you're not <laughs> going to get experience points for just... That'd be like, hey, I found these old swords in a dungeon, and I'm now going to sell these swords and get coins for experience. No. You get... No, because gold has to come through adventuring, and like you said, selling... An item really would fall more under getting XP for roleplay if you're going to want to play it out, if anything. Right. Otherwise, your merchants would be the highest level characters in the world. <laughs> so well, it ha- has- This particular issue did come up with in a game when I was playing a couple years ago when the player obviously knew the stats of everything because everybody reads everything. And they're like, well, shouldn't I have gotten five more thousand experience points? And I'm like, Why? Well, because I sold the item for 5,000 gold and uh, you gave me the experience for the item, but I should get the 5,000 experience for the gold because that's considered the five for one, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't work that way. No, no. Your character class is not accountant. You do not get experience for bartering. No. But of course, it's, you know, it's your game. If you as a DM decide that you want to do as what I think is a double dipping method, it, maybe not to you. If you want to do that and give your p- people that experience, by all means, do it. It's your game. Do what you want. Exactly. I mean, that's the not great. Wrong. No, it's not. It's that's the great thing about the system. You can make it however you want. It's like usually when it comes to experience, it's like I'm dishing it out for a purpose because I'm trying to the story I'm trying to tell. The climax needs them to be at a certain spot, so I yeah. kind of will be more generous with XP in order to make that happen, just to make sure we hit it in a decent time. So that way we don't, I don't have to make up stupid grinding missions just to get the characters to the right level. So, so therefore, but I like using experience points as opposed to, okay, everyone go up at this session, especially with this system in first edition, since everyone levels at different experience points, that per session leveling just seems weird to me. Yeah. It's not going to, work that way right. <laughs> and there's also another question of how much gold is too much gold eh, that's not really a question you can answer because it it really depends on what your end goal is a dm do you want your players leveling up do you want your players to be rich i should say players say player characters excuse me do you want those characters to be rich do you want them to have whatever they want or do you want them to be poor little old people that can't get anything and not have a lot of experience. It's really up to your end game as a DM what you plot everything out. Right. It really goes down to what's the story you're telling. Is it necessary for them to have it? Does it is it detracting from your game? The only way I would ever say it's too much is if it if the game is actually hurt because of it. That's the only reason I would say there's too much. Otherwise, it's just it just changes the game. It doesn't make it better or worse. It's just a different game. When the players okay. don't have to worry about paying for lodging or paying for food, they have all of that, but that also makes them bigger targets. Okay, too much. First level can first level campaign, they walk into a dungeon, they find a treasure hoard of 100,000 gold pieces. Too much. That's a little too much. So, there. Yeah. Like if all of a sudden, if you were to just dole out the XP and you could shoot up, a, and if you didn't do the, you can only go up one level at a time. If you could shoot up to like level ten, that might be a little much. 
But then again, what's the story you're telling? Maybe, yeah, you found the hoard, but it actually belongs to someone else, and you have to get it back to them and have to deal with all of the uh, issues. But at which point, you don't, you wouldn't get the XP for the gold. You would get the XP for being the uh, retrieving and the transport. Well, my feeling on that whole, if you're not, gonna, if you're going to allow more than one level per le- game session against the Gygax rule, Gygaxian rules for that, just make the character that level to start the game. What's the point of playing and then boosting a character up three levels <laughs> right. after right. one game? If just make them the three levels to start if you want to get them that high up already. So right. I don't get the point. Well, it, it, sometimes you it depends on the story, and it's like the you want to tell the the low level has a point. But the and the high level does, but that the middle section is kind of what you want to rush through. I guess. So yeah. it, and again, it comes down what's the story you're telling? Because uh, I usually like starting at level one as opposed to starting at mid level. That's just kind of how I run. But I also build to that, and also I'm I'm I am still con. I may hand out a lot of treasure or gold, but I'm also conscious of where this is putting the characters level-wise. So mm-hmm. that way it doesn't skyrocket out of control. Because, yeah, I go by... If you get multiple levels of experience, you get multiple levels of experience in a session. I don't I don't stick with the... You can only get one level. It For me, it just slows the game down a little too much because mm-hmm. I don't uh, spend a lot of time plotting out, well... The characters are going to get this much experience points. Oh wait, they overshot by a lot, so they're wasting a lot of experience. So I don't like doing that because if they only need fifty points to level, and I just doled out five thousand, that kind of sucks. So that's why I do the multiple levels and let them overshoot. Eh, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't go by the multiple levels at all. So. That, but that's me. That's my game. That's my fun. No fun is really wrong. Right. But right. Uh, I think that really kind of wraps things up on this topic. What do you think? Yeah, I think so, too. Because, I mean, really, I think what we've determined, really, the only way it's too much gold is if it's hurting your game. And as long as everyone's having fun, we're good. Yeah, it really depends on the DM and what your end goal is for the game. If you really want let people to have a nice, comfy game, then fine. Give out as much gold as you think is necessary. That's basically how I think about it. Same here. So until next time, to keep it original and keep it old school. Good night. Good night, everyone. The Roll Furniture Podcast is part of the Wild Games Productions Network and produced for entertainment purposes only. All other uses are prohibited. If you'd like to contact us, go to rfipodcast.com, click on contact us, or email us at rfistaff at gmail.com. Voicemail line 5780865 4210. Facebook.com slash rfipodcast for more. Oh,